Welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am your host, Josh Denhart. The Lead Volunteers Podcast exists to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. This podcast is a production of the leadministry.com suite of resources, which includes our flagship course, Lead Volunteers, how to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Let's jump into the podcast. Welcome back, Jeff. How are we, buddy? Doing well. Excited to be back. Exactly. Well, today was kind of a rough start, right? Yeah, we had a a couple technical issues and thankfully just diagnosed it, figured out we had a bad cord. Bad cord. Better than a bad microphone. A lot cheaper to fix. So (laughs) ran, got a little spare, and here we are. Yeah, that's right. A few minutes later, but that's okay. A few minutes later. Well, today I'm excited about this particular episode because I think recently through doing like um, ministry coaching with people around Mm -hmm. the country, what I have discovered when it comes to, I think the highest end or the highest goal for all of us is truly to multiply ourselves in ministry. Yeah. Jesus did that Mm -hmm. with the 12, with Peter, James, John, with John. Paul did that over and over and over with churches, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Paul didn't stay, but the Holy Spirit did. The idea is for us to multiply ourselves. Mm -hmm. None of us, last I looked, Jeff, um, the death rate for human beings is hovering (laughs) right around 100%. Just about, yeah. (laughs) So none of us are going to be in this forever. So people are holding out. Freezing themselves, seeing if they can come back in the future. Cryogenics, baby. For now, we're kicking the bucket. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that I've talked with these leaders across the country, and I'm encouraging, and they're hungry to multiply themselves. I find two big ditches, two ditches that I find people falling into. One ditch is the ditch of guilt, and the other is the ditch of control. So these two fearful extremes of trying to multiply yourself, guilt and control, both of these ditches are dangerous. Gotcha. So you're saying like when we when we're trying to get more people involved yes. and reach out to others, try to again multiply yourself, uh, we can kind of veer in two di- directions. That's right. Maybe feel a little guilty or feel the need to control Absolutely. a situation. Gotcha. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And you know, well, I mean, guilt and control ultimately. They can prevent this wonderful outcome of ministry multiplication. Mm-hmm. So let's start with guilt. Yeah. Um, you may have high hopes of giving away some ministry and experiencing the joys of multiplication. However, internally, you are fretful that yeah. you're going to be dogging somebody out and expecting them to do hard work. Mm-hmm. I've definitely felt that before. Here Talk like, about that. Well, it's, yeah, whatever. It, it's funny because it's something like, do you want to? help out by picking up snacks this like the like simple, driving and going and getting snacks yeah here's like you're not paying for it here's the budget here's the money but it's like ah, i don't make you want to go out of your way it's like such a simple task but all the way from that to like hey i'm gonna be gone in two months yes could you um just do the would you be willing to like take on the lesson i think you have the gifts abilities to like teach and um, to even just share some of your story and that could yes. be impactful for students. Would you be willing to do that? So like, again, I'm a youth pastor. So that's, that's kind of my range, maybe snacks to like <laughs> taking yeah. over and teaching. But both in both situations, you kind of feel like, oh, I don't, feels weird like making you do my job and you kind right. of have that type of that's, mentality around it, which that's the key. Again, yeah, we can talk about because that's not 
that's not a healthy multiplication mindset if it's your job it's like oh this is my response this is stuff for me and you're just piling more and more on yourself um but yeah it's really easy to feel guilty from the small things like oh could you help me stuff envelopes could you help me right with this so i can worry about this other thing um all the way to like hey i need a i need a sub and i a think you'd be really good at it and yeah fill in the blank there and 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 so we're worried about dogging these people out. Um, this internal guilt factor will automatically short circuit our ability to enlist others into the game. We start thinking and even overthinking about their life, their personal responsibilities, the, mm-hmm. the idea that they have a job. Yeah, they got a job, they got a life, they got right. sometimes they have a family. So therefore, you're not going to feel comfortable allowing them to take on work in the ministry. First, let's say, by and large, people can be trusted to know their own boundaries. Can I have an amen to that? Yeah, we don't give people enough credit, I don't right. think. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, sure, there are those times where I have needed to be a shepherd and look out for an overzealous sheep, mm-hmm. right, who wanted to serve and be involved in every area of the church and was definitely doing too much. Um However, that's the exception in my opinion, not the rule. So I, I don't think that people are in danger of overserving by and large. Yeah. So second, however, and more importantly, the trick or this little nugget from this guilt perspective is you can actually harness the guilt factor to your advantage. So I got your eye perked yeah, up there. What do you mean by that? Harness, like using your own guilt. Using your own <laughs> guilt to to actually get yourself out of that ditch. Yeah, explain that one. Okay, so if you're afraid that you're going to be burdening someone, you can appropriately set up things administratively to ensure that the time that they give is super valuable. So like an example, if you have a team of people who come in to tear down the atrium furniture, right, or to move a bunch of furniture or a Mm -hmm. bunch of chairs, well, create space ahead of time in the storage closet that they can easily load those things in. Mm Okay, simple. Also, take pictures of what the furniture looked like beforehand, before you moved it. So then when you then can hand willing people a laminated card that shows them exactly what it looks like Hmm. so that they don't put it all back together from like recollection when they've walked through the atrium seven Sundays before. And they're like, I don't know, kind of looks like this. Yeah. Then you walk in later and you're like, oh, this is again, I shouldn't now. Not only should I not have asked them because of guilt, but now they they did, wrong. they did it wrong. I should have just done this myself. And so then here's the on. worst yeah. part. Then you walk in and you you basically undo their work that they just did right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And so then you feel guilty and it comes right back. Okay, another one. Um, you know, like like this is so simple yet it, it's it's these are the things that are often overlooked. Bottom line, you can do things to make their job easier lessening your guilt Mm -hmm. so therefore your guilt being concerned right Mm -hmm. being concerned that they may feel dogged out causes you ahead of time to do as much as you can to make their experience great Mm -hmm. undoing then the idea that you're dogging them out does that make any sense kind of circular 100 percent. i i remember um back i worked at a a large church in minnesota Uh as an intern and then kind of as the interim youth high school pastor guy um but the middle school, they were, had an intern and they were kind of struggling with um, kind of productivity, follow through, mm-hmm. kind of show up, uh, maybe do half a task or something and then leave. And that's kind of frustrating for the, the boss sure, in course. that situation. But also the intern was kind of frustrated, too, because they didn't know what to do. They kind of showed up, but they didn't really know. It's like, OK, what am I 
directionless. And so, it's so like, what terrible. am I supposed to do? And so they found out kind of, it didn't take long to be like, okay, you're kind of a list guy. Let me put in the hours ahead of time. I mean, we've talked about interns beforehand. You betcha, of course. Just having other staff members, how you can prep stuff kind of like this to help make their experience easier. But all right, I'm just going to create a list of four or five things for you to do. Take the time to do that. Here you go. And then, yeah, just like that, it makes it easier for them to like, oh, I now I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing going forward. And it's, I think, a similar idea here. The more the easier or at least more clear you can make something for, for someone sure. it's going to help both of you both i think okay here's another one you talked about the can you go pick up snacks yeah and so this sounds this sounds like like a bad thing or maybe sounds like a weird thing but you go okay so here's the deal we usually get snacks from sam's club and they are in aisle 7 on the left side and typically what we get though you can get whatever you want typically Mm -hmm. we get starburst and this and this and that Mm -hmm. if you want to get other things but here's the list of what we usually get feel free to grab some other fun things that you would love to eat Mm -hmm. so you've said this is the store this is the aisle Mm -hmm. and here's things we normally so my point is is that you're 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 providing them like like the pathway Mm -hmm. and there's i mean there's so many different like layers and i think point backs to other podcasts we've done but in this case like not saying no for people ahead of time right. because people are eager to serve like for sure we already mentioned that earlier like we kind of feel like oh they've got their own life going on but people do want to help like Guaranteed. people want to serve and people have different gifts and abilities and so for someone who like stuffing envelopes isn't your thing personally right. the some of that administrative stuff going to buy snacks it's not like that is the stuff that fires me up and why I wake up in the morning. Some people get so fired up about that administrative, the monotonous tasks of like, we have a person in in our church who when we do like our Reach Des Moines Mm -hmm. serve Sundays a few times a year, uh, like when we have groups making, like they'll make tie blankets to give to an organization or they'll put together these blessing bags to bring to an organization to drop off. There's someone who loves nothing more than to go buy those supplies and then to be the one to go drop them off. Okay. I want to speak to that real quick. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome because there are those people without question. The other thing too is that if you can tie their job to who it's helping Mm -hmm. in the organization and, and somebody might be like, well, I don't want to tell them that this is taking this off of my plate. That sounds like I'm a lazy person. No, no, no. If you can say, if you do this, this is massively helping it, me. It provides value. Provides value. Or assigns value, yeah. And it shows them, like, everybody wants to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And so if they can know who they're blessing through this, mm-hmm. right? Not only, hey, listen, all of these people are going to come to stuff these bags. And if if since you bought this, everybody we're going to be able to do this in like so, so, so fast. Mm-hmm. But also, you're taking this off of my plate, which is going to allow me to, I'm just really thankful for mm-hmm. that. And if you can name that, I yes. think it allows you to accept the blessing as well. Instead How about of, that? Being guilty. Yep. And so you're not feeling the guilt of, oh, I, sh- I really should be the one doing this. It's like, well, no, you, you already named it. Like, this is a blessing for you. Accept that blessing. Yes. Do what you said you're going to do now because you have that freedom. And you gave value to someone who's, yeah, maybe it's a small task, but it makes a difference. And and also people are looking to invest their lives. I mean, like, listen, if they're a follower of Christ, this is the most important thing in their life, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyond that, 
I would say, stop robbing people from yeah. an opportunity to lay up treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like give them the joy. Yeah. Okay. So this sounds pretty basic. Um, but, but, but thinking up really comes down to thinking about the role from their perspective, how you could make it easier for them will, will like alleviate your over inflated sense of personal guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So boiled right down, like here's the list. Here's as clear as I can make it. And here's the why. Here's exactly. the vision. And here's who's being Thank blessed. Thank you right? so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's turn. So again, we're talking today about the, these two ditches when it comes to multiplying ministry, guilt. I think a lot of people fall into that. Mm-hmm. But the other piece is control, which I think is actually far more dangerous. Yeah, that gets a little more toxic. It does. I would say that that control is far more dangerous than guilt. Control is, as you said, toxic. Okay, Theodore Roosevelt said this, the best executive is the one who has a, who has sense enough to pick good people to do what they want to be done and then have the self-restraint to keep from meddling with it while they're doing it. Hmm. So, good leader knows who to get mm-hmm. and then they keep their stinking nose out of the way. Yeah, and guilt can lead to control, I think, too. I think it can. Because it the person organizing the closet or putting something away for you, you're like, it's like, okay, they got it. Ah, I really should be helping. And then you go and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, no, well, no, it actually has to go this way. No, it has to go up here. No, it's it's like, what am I doing here? Yes. What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Are they competent enough? I think the answer is yes. Okay. Um, So I've seen good leaders become bad leaders as they obsess over correct Mm -hmm. and manically manage highly competent people. Yeah. So yeah, how how do you think we can kind of work to overcome this tendency? Because I think we all have it. We all care about our For ministries sure. and we want the best. We prayerfully and have kind of given our lives to where we're at. And we we have a vision. We want it to go a certain way. Exactly. And so it's easy to let that slide in an unhealthy way to control. Um, so how do we how do we work on that when it yeah. comes to this guilt control topic? Hey, podcast friends, I want to suspend our podcast for just a moment and tell you how you can live an easier and more fulfilled life in ministry. Now, my goal is to help ministry leaders just like you to get organized, to stop the revolving door of volunteers and prevent ministry burnout. Now, this is why I created the very first course, Lead Volunteers. I wanted to build for you that which I only wished were available when I started in ministry. The Lead Volunteers course helps you to build your very own personalized VOS or volunteer operating system. We are here to help you learn to recruit, train, and retain your volunteers. There's nothing quite like the Lead Volunteers course out there today. Go to leadministry.com to learn more. And if you use the promo code podcast, you get an additional 20% off of the membership, giving you access to every one of our courses. Go to leadministry.com today. And now, back to the podcast. We, we have a vision. We want it to go a certain way. Exactly. And so it's easy to let that slide in an unhealthy way to control. Um, so how do, we, how do we work on that when it yeah. comes to this guilt control topic? I would say, interestingly enough... It's the same remedy as overcoming guilt, pre-preparation. And so if you're concerned with how things might go, 
you can spell it out with some level of detail and then give it away and personally get away from them. <laughs> yeah. But here's the hard question. Are you comfortable with a B plus or even a B mm-hmm. in some areas? Listen, if, if you're out there in podcast land and you personally cringed at this thought, yeah. friend, you likely have a control issue. Now, how would I know that? Well, because I think that I have had to overcome some control issues myself. Mm-hmm. I can have a tendency to toward control and toward wanting things to go a particular way. Not everything, however, needs to be an A plus or even an A minus. It's not realistic to do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how's it going to go awesome? Well, maybe, maybe if you do it all, but you're 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 doomed if you do that. Mm-hmm. Beyond this, here's the funny thing: if you want things to go just so and so and just like this. Uh, people are going to start resenting you. You're going to have a bad reputation. Control is toxic. Um, And I think, like, who's to say, like, control almost assumes that you're the smartest person in the room Mm -hmm. and that you're the smartest person in the organization and it has to go this way. By the way, some things have to go a particular way and you may may be the only person that knows that, Mm -hmm. but it comes down to communicating like on this particular piece, it has to go this way because, mm-hmm. but like, dude, chill. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it, it doesn't have to go a particular way. And like there, there can yeah. be some variance, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but, but here's the funny thing. Um, like here's where it gets super, super, super dark. A volunteer puts in tons of time, thought, effort, And when they're given this task and they're sent on their way, however, uh, there was no positive check-ins along the way. Maybe it's like a long-term task. Therefore, when the job's done, the controlling leader undoes some or all of their work. Mm -hmm. Unbelievably demoralizing. I've seen this happen many times. So this type of leader, this type of behavior from this leader will cause people for sure to resent you. Mm -hmm. They'll want to leave your side and it'll give them this horrible taste for, for ministry participation in the future. And again, like I said, um, does it have to be your way or the highway? Is your way the best way? Well, maybe, but other people out there are intelligent. Mm-hmm. And like two heads are literally better than one. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. I just, when you put the shoe on the other foot, like nobody likes. It's like, I'm going to put an effort towards something and then to come through and have it undone right in front of your face. Like. Brutal. Of course, that doesn't feel good. That demoralizing. That might be the perfect word for that because it's yeah. just like w- so many thoughts and reactions to it. like, what's the point? Why did I even bother? Yes, what, I'm not. That creates a useless. A I just useless threw away yeah. this much time of my life. If you're just going to do it anyway, I'm not going to help you again. Like there's. But the other thing too is it causes that person to possibly, depending on their personality they could begin to feel less than Mm -hmm. and they feel like, wow, I I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that could discourage them from serving in the future in other areas too. Cause it's like, well, maybe I'm just not that helpful, whatever. I'll just keep coming to church. And that's an, maybe an extreme example, but maybe not though. It could like people can spiral pretty quick. They sure can. And so, and and people are taking a risk, right? They're taking mm -hmm. a risk to step out and to try something. And if they get burned, that's going to stunt them. Mm Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've never done a devotion before, so how can you help me get there? And if okay. you're like, okay, well, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, going back to the, are you okay with B plus or B sure. work? Are you okay with a C plus? Because yeah. like, some people are going to try things for the first time 
like I'm thinking through our church's live stream and how we've been developing a team sure. over time. And um, and my son Caleb helps with that. Exactly. He's 17 and, and, and he's not so sure of himself on mm-hmm. a lot of things. And we have a, a handful of students who've stepped up to help out in a couple sixth and seventh grade students. So mm-hmm. 12, 13 year old guys helping out and they love it. They're excited about it. I don't, hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. They've got some shaky hands. So like <laughs> yeah. following the pastor around gets a little shaky. So you just kind of remind it like, oh man, great job keeping them in the center. Just try to be a little like smooth, slow, smooth, smooth as fast. Like yes. that type of, so, and I mean, just little training. And you realize like, okay, yeah, these two months of live streams, they've, they've been a little shakier. They've been a little like, you can see the camera switching, like some awkward moments where it's like, Sure, off the screen. Yeah, yeah, we're not running at like a KCCI news yeah. level production here. And we're not really ever gonna. We're running out of a gym and stuff like that. But you can also see the progress over those That's two the months. Deal. And they'll either catch up or far surpass where you've been. And right. so being okay with that uncomfortable B, B minus work for a bit so you can get back to that and then. Again, it's just the win-win of multiplying yourself. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that you just don't know who you might be pouring into. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a random one, um, but here I was as a high school chemistry teacher, and I had all of these ideas. So I'm like, I'm seriously like an idea factory. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know me, right? Okay. So I had all these ideas, and I wanted to make my very own um, chemistry, like, videos. Like, to show, like, all of a sudden be like, hey, today's a... A 12-minute chemistry video, and everybody's like, 1982, what, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so those exist, by the way, and they're terrible. I did a little, a lot of Bill Nye growing up. That okay. was rolling the TV and and, and whole class of people shouting, Bill, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bill. And so that is from an elementary perspective, but when it cut, or a junior high perspective, but like high school educational chemistry things, like, Absolutely. Watching an old lecture. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely terrible. Okay, so I wanted to be funny and and do my own. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, hey, there's extra credits. Anybody got a video camera? And and so these two Jewish kids, they were really cool. Mm -hmm. And they had this super high-end equipment. They had absolutely no idea how to do it. Mm -hmm. They had no idea cutting off heads and it was stupid. (laughs) And so then I worked with them. But we ended up creating these videos. I I don't have I ever told you the story? I don't think so. Okay, funny. So we made these videos and we they entered them into what's called the Apple Digis. So it's kinda like the Grammys or the Emmys, but it's called the Digis. Okay. And absolutely not kidding. We came in second place the first year, but they stopped the entire thing and they said, Hey, listen, we didn't have a category for um educational comedy (laughs) and so even though this got second place we're from here on out creating a brand new category educational comedy wow that's fun i'm i I can't believe i've told you this (laughs) and so then the next year and in subsequent years we won that category the apple digis okay so here's can i ask a maybe a humbling question where there was there a lot of competition for educational comedy (laughs) uh not too much okay no but i do want to say though that 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 they recognized what we were doing. Yeah. That it was unique. I'm, not, I'm also assuming that they were actually pretty good knowing you and... Uh, they were very good. Yeah, I assume so. I, I mean, t- truth be told, that led to one of those kids um, ended up going to a university, to um, college, right? And they, they took some of 
the work that we did Mm -hmm. and they submitted it to a video editing company as a potential for them getting a a part-time editing hack job just chopping up footage like how cool is that okay but wait it gets Mm -hmm. better so then that company calls me at valley high school and says hey um oh they came to the kid they said Mm -hmm. hey listen you're hired but who's that guy Mm -hmm. and so then that that company in ames iowa got a hold of me and they said, hey, we would like to professionally create these videos and market them around the, the around the country. And so. <laughs> and that's crazy. I think I knew that. I think yes. I knew that you had those type of production. I didn't know the story that led up to it. And okay. Like, and, and it was these kids yeah. who, who, who were not that good to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then one of them just got done for like the last 15 years he was the number one field camera operator for cnn has it has been the camera guy in front of presidents has been the camera guy for whatever anderson cooper for a long time on site Mm -hmm. he would fly the country okay so i mean maybe this is a little extreme of a thought but imagine you're sitting in your high school classroom and you're like no come on Brad, no, you hold the camera like this. You, and you're you kind can't. of a jerk about it. Yeah. It's like, I, no, I'm peeking. The audio isn't great. Like, make sure I'm in frame. Like, get it. You want to zoom out more so that in editing you can crop in, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, or oh, Mr. Denhart is a. Yes. I don't okay. want to help him. So I actually did give them those critiques, but I did it in a kind way. But oh, let's, yeah. let's, go, let's go backwards and go, hey, man, it's not these kids' job to do this. No. I'm let I'll just set up a kit or 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 just be like who's this ding dong just show the 12 minute video from 82 mm-hmm. who cares don't try mm-hmm. okay the other thing too is um like think think in my mind if somebody would have flashed forward and been like every December 31st you are going to get a check from this chemistry video floating around the country mm-hmm. <laughs> what well, they're got, they're done now. But mm-hmm. like for like 12, 15 years, yeah. I got to check every December 31st. Whoever would have thought. Mm-hmm. But these kids got better and they went into that profession. Mm-hmm. My point is you don't know who you're pouring into. Exactly. And like that is such a cool story of multiplication because look, yeah, what they're doing now and how easy it would have been for you to squash some dreams early on right. when they... Or to say it's not worth it. It's like, well, this is such a colossal waste. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? Why am I spending my time doing this? They're not that good. I don't want to be minus. Forget it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the idea then is to get people involved. By mm-hmm. the way, it's not about necessarily multiplying me all the time. What it is, however, is fanning their gift into a raging fire. Absolutely. And so that kid. The world doesn't need a thousand Joshes. No. The body does not need a thousand Joshes. That'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife would agree with that. <laughs> she would say there's only room for one of you. Yeah, being able to grow a, the full body. That's that's it. It's like a good biblical analogy well, or something. Well, it is. Yeah. I got to say, though, their level of passion is going to be in direct correlation with my ability to let them have it. Yeah, if my absolutely. control is high, their passion will automatically be low. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another less obvious version of control, right? Uh, you do all of the work and you have them just stand in as a fill-in for you. Totally lame, right? So you've taken out all of the challenge. You've taken out all of the work. You've taken out all of the thought. And it's, it, it, you know, they don't need to be a stand-in and just stand in my size of shoes. Give somebody some brain power behind this. Mm-hmm. So ownership is going to be passion. Is you know the level of which I can give them ownership is the, the level at which they're going to be passionate about it. So you either have control, 
or you have growth, but you really can't have both. Yeah. Um, and, and the example, as we close out today, I would say that the example of you talking with somebody to maybe lead the devotion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you it's good. Like for that to be successful short term, that one week that you're going to be gone, but also long term, eight weeks from now, eight months from now is going to be in connection with how much time you put into helping them take that on as opposed to saying, Hey, I'm going to be gone. Could you run this? Mm-hmm. Like there's some things that we can do. There's a balance to like, here's kind of a checklist or th- ways you can walk through creating that devotion Yes. versus like you just talked about, here's a devotion I made. Can you read this for everybody? Oh, it's so. like, Oh, well, I'm sure. I guess I, I, so, I can read. Yeah. So there's, there's a line like over preparation can easily yes. fall into control, but clear communication and preparation can also help someone fulfill and, and kind of, bloom blossom in their gifts a little 100%, 100%. bit there's a balance there you kind there's of a balance learn it as you go but um i think it's also a little kind of self-explanatory too you realize i, I think it is but I, I the thing is is i think that we if we're going to error if we're going to err on one side i don't think it's going to be i think it's going to be an under preparing them and just saying oh you're fine when you're like i do this every week they yeah. see me do this every week mm-hmm. that's that is not preparation nope. that is simply at best cursory observation Mm -hmm. well gang we're talking today closing it out about guilt and control uh you don't want either the 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 middle of the road the way to keep the car steady and out of the ditch is preparation help your people don't over prepare find the balance but let somebody feel the rush of the road hey gang we're excited thanks so much for checking in we will catch you on the next one Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.